0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And for our final podcast of 2022, I'm delighted to welcome Charlie Kennedy, the co-owner of Kennedy Office, an independent dealer based in the state of North Carolina in the US. Uh, Charlie is also the chair of the Independent Office Products and Furniture Dealers Association and the recent winner of the Professional of the Year Award at the 2022 North American Office Products Awards. Quite a a, a couple of mouthfuls there. Hello, Charlie. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for participating in the OPI Talk
1: podcast. Thanks, Andy. I'm I'm uh, honored to be here and and uh, excited. You're uh, closing out the year with me, which means the uh, you couldn't find uh, a better a better choice. So uh, hopefully we can liven it up here today.
0: God, so we're, we're going to go out on a on a high note for for 2022. Uh, <laughs> just just first off, can you tell us a little bit about your career uh, and Kennedy office?
1: Uh, absolutely. Thanks. I'm. Um, uh, second generation my father Charles Kennedy senior started Kennedy office in 1960 and he was an accountant and his, and my mom was a nurse and so she started working the late shift so she could answer the phone when he wanted to bust out and start a zoom business and uh, he thought well office supplies seems like that. Could have a lot of customers so i'm gonna do that so he left his accounting firm that he was at and when he was 30 and he and he started uh the business uh my sister mary catherine and i now now run it dad died in uh 2002 and so we've been carrying the torch since and a lot of folks know mary catherine and she and i do a as, as good a job as you can do with a brother sister combo and and enjoy working <laughs> together Most of the time and and really have been a a good partnership. Tell
0: us a little bit about the the size of the dealership and the, the market that you serve.
1: We are in primarily North Carolina. That's where we deliver on our trucks, of course. But we are actually in 37 states and we have one large customer that covers a lot of those. But we also, if you pull that customer out, we're still in 26. So we're... Pretty spread across the across the country, which is has its its pluses and minuses. You know, the shipping and the, uh, shipping these days is is certainly a a challenge. But we've been um, fortunate to stay ahead of it and have great customers that uh, work with us to cover all their branches, as opposed to just just the local ones. And our dealerships about uh, this year about 19 million dollars. And we've got four locations that we deliver from all in North Carolina, from, from the coast to the, to the mountains okay. pretty much.
0: Okay. Is that, is that presence in, in other states? Is that part of a national accounts program or, or programs that you are part
1: of? Mostly no, a couple of them, um, but mostly it is drop shipped. And we have been, you know, working on new plans because the shipping has gotten expensive, but we, Mostly stayed ahead of it and communicate with our customers in a way that the uh, shipping has certainly gotten better this year than originally when it when it first started changing.
0: Okay. All right. Are you, are you part of this dealer delivery network initiative that that's just got off the ground?
1: I am asking questions about it. I have not been a part of it at the beginning, but I have okay. reached out to a few people.
0: Okay. All right. Good. So let's go back uh, just a few weeks to the North American Office Products Awards in in Las Vegas so congratulations on winning that professional of of the year award quite a quite highly regarded award actually out, out of all the awards that that, that, uh, that are presented how did how did it feel winning that
1: <laughs> it was um first off j- shocked you know surprised and um it, it was funny because we were we were sitting there and uh, my sister Mary Catherine got up from the table and started walking towards the stage because she introduced me, and it started coming together what was happening. And and I, <laughs> I, my wife was there, and you know she doesn't like Las Vegas. Why did she go to Las Vegas? Okay, I so. could have, I should have pulled that together, but I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, it was um, at first off, you know, surprised of course, and then and then just just uh, thankful and, and and touched that I would be even in the final question much less winning it so um, so we're very honored to to win it and um it, it was fun
0: okay good obviously that took place during, during industry week as, a, as I as I just mentioned did you did you stay around for the, the whole of industry week or, or, or a good part of it
1: yes yes I was there pretty much the most of the week and it was a another great job by ISG I thought they did a great job there's um so much to pull together to do that event and and for them to pull it all together is not not very not very easy so um of course you guys are part of it as well but it's just a a big undertaking and i think they did a great job i I thought about it afterwards and, and some of the things that i would like to see as time you know as the years go on is a little bit more focus on some different categories and with some depth right so we Um, so there's a lot of dealers that are that are good at printing and there's a lot of us that do a little printing (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and so for uh, folks like me that do a little printing learning from dealers that are doing it well or from those manufacturers or or vendors um, having more educational on that would be helpful or you know so many so many dealers are. Um, we all do it different on how we install and how we charge for install on furniture. And there's, and I'm not saying there needs to be a standard, but learning from each other, different ideas, would help us, I think, as a, mm. as an industry, as an independent dealer group, uh, just get better at what we're doing as we fight Amazon yeah. and Staples and um, sure. the dark side.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know peer exchange is a big part of that industry week so I'm sure they'll they will take your ideas on on board
1: yeah well you know like in the ISSA annual meeting they they do something called tracks you know and and um, they'll have different you know this is a cleaning track and this is a Mm. a track that focuses on floor care and um, different different choices and and you can you can be a part of of several of them or you can just be a focused on one and I think over the years, it's not easy to do immediately, but over the years, if we can expand, we're all trying to expand the, the categories we're in. So um, expanding that some more, I think would be great.
0: Yeah. You, you mentioned some adjacent categories, which, which is the one or which are the ones that the Kennedy really specializes in outside of the, the traditional office products?
1: So two years in a row, we have had our largest furniture uh, year ever. So this past year was... Um, was uh we did well we're not done yet but uh a little over four million dollars in in furniture this year which is the most we've ever done and last year and we beat last year so that was exciting that's uh yeah. hopefully does keep that growing. tend to be sorry go ahead
0: interrupting. does that does that tend to be transactional furniture or is it more refurbishment and then on on the consultancy side help, helping companies with the uh, office fit outs and that kind of thing
1: Yes, we. Um, well, this year we had we had one job that was a million dollars. So that that is the uh, mm-hmm. largest job we've ever had. Is one actually one point two? And of course, that was a big reason why we got over the four million mm-hmm. mark. But we have a fair amount of of transactional every year. I'm gonna say forty to fifty percent of his transaction, but we have gotten a lot better at the the larger jobs that forty, fifty thousand dollars and higher and getting more and more yeah. of those, which has been great.
0: Yeah. I mean is hybrid work an opportunity it, in, in that space?
1: Yeah, it's 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 been weird because so much more furniture has been sold and the companies are spending that money and a lot of them don't have people there um and so it's like they're planning for when they come back and they're taking an opportunity to update and upgrade and and, and in our area we're we've gotten back to work better than a whole lot of other areas but i i don't think that that has changed too much what the products are if 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 you follow yeah um the other category that we're focusing highly on this year is um is break room and coffee service. We've been pretty good at that for a while. We were, uh, we we were the evidently the first office supply company in the east or in the southeast or something like that to be a Keurig dealer, and that was in 2005, I believe. And what happened was we had a customer come to us and say, "We don't like this coffee service company, and we love y'all as an office supply company." Can you? And we are, of course, like, yeah, we can do that, and having no idea what we're getting into. And, and of course, it's grown from there. And, you know, now we have the bean to cut machines and, um, you know, brewers out. And, and we've got, I don't know, 30 plus of those out now. And, um, and that keeps, keeps growing. So that's a a category that we, we certainly see as a, as a big uh, growth area this year, too.
0: Okay, good. Because I'm going to say that must have been a category that took a bit of a hit during COVID.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the everyone, worst.
0: Everyone at home and not in the office.
1: Yes, yes. It, yeah. it was the worst hit, uh, as a matter of fact. And so when when everything went down, of course, janitorial went up, but um, everything else went down some. And then... <laughs> coffee and break room went away and so almost so it it's been the fastest growing back but also it feels like mm-hmm. a great opportunity to to, okay. your, to your point earlier yeah. about how the work from home world it does affect you know you have these equations of if they have 100 employees we can put in a a bean to cup machine because they're real expensive to place of course well these days if they have 100 employees but they're only in two days a week that changes the number of cups that are coming out of that brewer and so we have to adjust a little bit on how we think about how we can place whereas it used to be we just said if they've got 100 employees or whatever the the number was yeah. so yeah. Um, so we have to make adjustments with, with every day i guess <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i was going to say in that any any change in people's tastes or all the, the requirements since covid i don't uh, we, we we hear about you know, the break room again being a, being a perk to get people back in the office are are companies upgrading their 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 coffee services and their, their machines and the offering that they're they're giving to their employees
1: yes um so we um just last week installed a pantry and a pantry is you know there's uh micro markets people talk a lot about those well that's where the employees buy the buy the products you know the the snacks and drinks and whatnot a pantry is where the company just gives them and so the uh, this company has 250 employees or something like that they're creating a pantry to give away drinks and snacks because they're about to make an announcement or they made the announcement mm-hmm. that beginning of January 1 everyone uh, must work in the office at least 4 days a week and up until then people have been staying home most of the time so they're trying to find extra perks As you say, Um, okay. Another interesting change is, as North Carolina has, as more people have moved from the north down to North Carolina, the the brew, the boldness of the brews are selling higher. So um, so we people want stronger coffee because that's you know up north they drink stronger coffee because they're colder up there and so okay you like, up taste. north you mean new york and, and yeah, places like that new york that? Yeah. new jersey yeah. you know um connecticut um, um but just we're we've, we've become a great place for since covid for people to move of course before then too um because it's a nice state to be in and it's not so cold so it's been cool to you know to hear the stats of how the brewing the the roasters are saying we now in our area we mm-hmm. sell more you know bolder uh, stronger coffees than okay. than what it yeah. used to it's kind of interesting okay
0: that's yeah, <laughs> okay when you look back at the the past three years or so we, with covid and, and, and everything that happened at uh, uh, Kennedy how yeah how, how would you describe just in general those that that, that time
1: I think Steve used the word chaotic <laughs> I um I I might I might agree with that word but just just unknowing you know um there
0: was no, um, there was no playbook for that was it right
1: guess. right and yeah. and and not knowing what was next you know i think 2022 was kind of going to be a year where we were all going to be like hey things are back to normal and it wasn't you know it had it had its own challenges that you know were a byproduct of of covid but it just didn't really get us settled and Honestly, I, I think next year is not going to be easily settled yet either. Um, you know, we still have some economy challenges I think in front of us, and but it has certainly gotten a little closer to uh, normal as this year's gone on. So I, I, I believe that trend will continue, but I don't think we're out of surprises in the next several months.
0: Yeah when you look back over, over that time, are there any things that you think you did particularly well uh, as a dealership and a, and a management team?
1: My sales manager Larry Benton came up with a, a great idea early on where we were having our sales team meet every morning, you know via teams meetings um, at 830. And, and his point was get them started on their work day. And up until then, you know that probably started three months into the pan- two, three months into the pandemic. Um, now it's not every day, but it's it's um, more often than than we um, used to do it. And and so what it does is it's, it marks a time of uh, hey, get now we got to get to work. And and our team really responded well to it. They banded together when we had things we needed to bring in and sell and and that has blossomed into some things like blitzes where we're um, still trying to we've always done a blitz here or there but we've done more of them uh, these days and, and plan to do more even even more going going forward because blitzes are a great way to touch your customers have a sale call you know it's a day where everybody stays in and and makes you know call after call and touches as many customers as they can that day um. Some of them look like selling products. Some of them look like getting appointments for a certain mm. category. But it's a uh, it's something that we've been glad we've been doing.
0: And then and then with the benefit of a hindsight, is there anything that you would have done differently?
1: Oh wow. Um we if you'd like some masks i could sell them to you right now i'll give you've, them to you you've
0: got, you've got a few in stock you? i got
1: a couple got a couple and i got a few other things that are bought at a terrible uh rate and so now we you know we've got to pretty much try to just get rid of them and um and accept the the loss to mm-hmm. it but um some of those things but you can't guess we you can't guess when I mean, one of one of those purchases was masks and We were supposed to receive them. Of course, supply chain got in the way. So an extra three weeks went by Mm. before we actually received them from when we were supposed to. And the day after we received them, the governor of North Carolina uh, lifted the mask ban. (laughs) So now we have a whole bunch of masks that we couldn't sell.
0: All right, that wasn't exactly in, in your control, was it?
1: No, no, uh, yeah, but, but it is a good question of of what what we do differently, and I I think what I would say is increase, and, and we're trying to do that now, you know, this year and going forward, increase the number of touches to our best customers, and just be ever present in front of them. Mm,
0: yeah. Let's let's turn quickly to your role at the IOP FDA. I think I've got mm-hmm. that right. Mm-hmm. i, I, I should changed the name. It, it <laughs> for me, it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue usually. that that one. But Stay no tuned. Stay uh, tuned. <laughs> do, you, do you have a scoop for you me? You might
1: be breaking a story here. Well, we <laughs> we it is. We're all uh, ready to change the name, and we have been talking more aggressively about it here recently. So. I bet okay. uh, I bet you'll hear a different name sometime soon
0: okay look out look out for something on that in, <laughs> in, the, uh, in 2023 just as chairman then what what are your main responsibilities of that association
1: well um you know work closely with Mike Tucker who um has has run the organization for um, well he's been involved with the organization for a very long time mm. and he's he's run the group for five five years now um I'm guessing so Mike's probably gonna yell at me and that I don't know but um but he's been a great leader uh for our industry and um so I I work closely with him and you know we we made this transition to ISSA um which was was um, a couple of
0: years ago I think almost isn't it since since that happened
1: it has been yeah. yeah and it was a we assessed the the landscape of the future, you know, and and ISSA has this uh, this strong foundation, and that we could be a part of, and that we are now a part of, and and they can give us guidance on, give our dealers guidance on things like HR, um, and we've got great insurance packages now, and and um, and just other things that we can use that ISSA has on a bigger level that we can roll out our. Our members, and we've, we're we're excited about what it started like, and like the prospects of what else is coming. So it's great. Okay,
0: any any projects or initiatives there that you can that you can share that are ongoing or in, in the pipeline?
1: What well, we've expanded recently, our board um, brought on some new new folks, and we are now uh, breaking into. It's something we used to do and we haven't done in a while is going back to breaking into committees that focus on on um, you know different aspects of what what the association does. Um, you know, you got your your benchmarking committee and your um, mm. uh, your scholarship committee and your you know marketing committee and your government a- advocacy committee and and getting these. Uh, committees together and running more smoothly or just running will give us some focus in these different areas to help us offer more to the, to the dealers. And, and um, a whole lot of it is, you know, a lot of dealers just don't fully know what we have to offer. So that's a lot of what we want to get out there to them. So, so they can be a part of, of uh, the, of the group.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess in that role, you, you, you must speak to a, a lot of dealers, and obviously, there you were. Industry Week recently. When when you take the IDC as a whole, how would you just gauge the the general feeling or the state of of the independent dealer community, given given all the challenges that have had to be overcome in in the past three years, and then the, as you said earlier, the prospect of maybe an economic slow down in, in 2023 and what what's the sort of the general state of the idc
1: um I, you know a little bit of it depends on the age of the uh, of the person that i'm talking to right so <laughs> so uh, some of us some of us older on the older end um are you know, tired right and and this whole covid uh mess and supply chain just threw us off of our You know, off of our trajectory, and so there's also a whole lot of people that see the uh, opportunities that are out there. They see that that Amazon and Staples and Depot, Staples and Depot are trying to emulate Amazon. They can't. They never will. But they're uh, now their their service uh, offering to the to their customers has just gotten terrible. And so there's so many opportunities that are. That are um, that are there, and I hear a lot of dealers saying, "Yeah, I, I, uh, we won these large companies this year, the customers this year, because you know Staples can't do what it says, or or, or Amazon, or or whomever." So, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of us are are tired of the of the the mud we've been running in, mm-hmm. but I also feel like the opportunities are there that most everybody sees and and can turn to um you know that shining light um yeah. and excited about that
0: okay good you, you mentioned that podcast i did with, with steve uh recently we, we made a few predictions for for 2023 would you care to to stick your neck out in terms of what might happen in the in in, in the u.s uh, independent dealer channel
1: i've thought about that i I, I don't see any major changes in 2023 from a, a wholesaler vendor. Uh, you know, buying group changes. Um, I, I I think that each entity is getting better at what they're doing now, and they've gotten through a lot of the past messy two years. And and so, even though it's some of us are tired or or whatnot, it. Mm there's still that light at the end of the tunnel now. And so yeah. I think as a whole, people are excited about getting to that light and we're just hoping it's not a train um, <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> just just to go back, you you were on a panel that I hosted at the OPI Global Forum back in, in May mm-hmm. in Chicago. And I think there, there were a couple of, of, dare I say, uncomfortable industry-specific top topics that cropped up during that session. One of those was about product content and data just a question on that has there been any progress on on that particular topic in in the past few months and then especially with the news that eci acquired es tech recently and they've got that fusion plus solution any possibility that will that will drive change on on that particular
1: area i think it's got to the dealers want the control of their content there's so much else we sell and we want to sell and we want to be able to promote and now it's clunky on how we can do that i totally understand where the wholesalers are they've put the money and the time in to to create the content but i also think that they understand the need for uh, us dealers needing our own content and, and what i'm hearing is they're willing to um be a part of that and now <laughs> the where how far that line goes is, is going to be the question right but um they understand that we need that and that this world's changing fast so so they'll okay. they'll work with us i think on the on All that right, change so, and I, I think it's really yeah. interesting what ec has done because uh, that is a that is a big a big shakeup.
0: Mm, okay again something to watch out for i guess uh in 2023. Just, just finally what a couple of priorities then for you at Kennedy for the next 12 months?
1: Well, um, you know one of them is to continue on uh, controlling our shipping. like I said at the beginning we are, we're in we have a lot of dropship business and so getting that uh, improved and the cost of that improved is, is a big deal. Focusing on our best customers. Is another big deal. So it becomes really easy to when you have 3,000 okay. active customers, you forget about the top 400 are really the ones you need to focus on. And and so we're we're going to be doing that this year. And then I think thirdly, focusing on the the growth categories um, hmm. uh, more more too. So it's kind of the same story every year, right? You know, focus. On, but you got to do it in some new ways. So this year we're going <laughs> to measure the number of brewers placed not necessarily just your growth in that in break room category category. right Mm -hmm. so the number of dispensers placed not just growth in in sales and janitorial right so uh, that's a more tangible thing so that's how i think we can make a little adjustments to some of the same you know Mm. same goals you know
0: okay good stuff so thanks charlie for being part of this opi talk podcast appreciate your participation just remains for me to wish you and your family a very happy holiday period and a successful 2023
1: thank you andy this was uh, an honor and a lot of fun and um happy holidays and merry christmas to you and yours and have a great 23 to you too
0: thank you very much
1: take care all right see you andy
0: If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.